and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Andrew, one of our pastors at Providence Church. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing how to come to church. Hey, everyone. We hope you guys are having a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are. I don't know if Andrew's feeling prepared. <laughs> prepared to hear it. Well, I'm not very sharp in the afternoon. I don't know if you're like this, but I feel like my best hours are right away in the morning. And then by the afternoon, I'm a little bit shot. So I'm feeling a little bit tired because we are doing this in the afternoon instead of the morning. So do you just try to do all of your deep work in the morning, every morning? Oh, yeah. All of the deep work in the morning. Usually, whenever I can get up and get into work... Until about noon, I feel like I can function pretty like efficiently. And for some reason, my mind just works better. And then hmm. in the afternoon, yeah, it's just random stuff that doesn't need a lot of thought. I was going to say, then what are you doing in the afternoon? Well, all the little things, emails, um, meetings? just like little tasks, some meetings and stuff that it's more like just engaging in the moment. So it's not a lot of thinking really deeply or like reading about something or studying for a sermon. But yeah, just like kind of reacting to things. I can do that, mm. but... Yeah, I'm the opposite. I do better at night. It's kind of bad, actually. As soon as I get home, then I'm like, okay, I should start working on like deep work or things that need to get done, which my husband's like, you need to plan better so it's more in the mornings. So I'm shifting to be a morning person. Can you just do that? Can you just make your brain work different? I think so. I mean, part of me is thinking, maybe I just learned that habit from being in college and I just worked on a lot of things late at night. I don't actually know. Yeah. Or maybe from having school all day growing up and then I would do homework for hours after school. I think I'm just like used to doing it after hours, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, Maybe it's I don't a brain know. thing. I don't think I'm convinced that you can change. I think you just what? Kind of, I think you just kind of operate a certain way. Oh, that's awful. It's like I have no hope then. So are you well, saying not no hope? But could you work like more in the afternoon? I think it's a mindset shift, but that would be interesting if that's just how I'm wired. But then with all of these things, like we're telling people how to come to church if I don't come to work prepared or if I am not Well, I'm still saying you task. should come to work. I don't think you should skip, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if you can actually change. I feel like people are just kind of wired to either work better or be more creative or efficient or whatever it is, certain parts of the day. Hmm. I guess I don't know how you would change that just by doing it. Because I feel like, I mean, I've worked eight to five for how many ever years and I just, the afternoon, I just still get fried and I can't. Yeah. See, but mine probably isn't that healthy. At nine or 10, I feel like I come alive and I start thinking of all my creative ideas and I don't know, I just get a lot more done, which doesn't work when your husband is a teacher and goes to bed at 9.30. So I have to adapt, you know, yeah. adapt and overcome. I, I guess. Well, you'll have to let us all know if that works over the next few months. Yeah. I'm starting to think I need to read a book. It might not be as easy as I expect. You read a book called Deep Work. <laughs> I did read that book. book. <laughs> I know, which we've done a podcast on that before. So if you're listening to this, go listen to that podcast because yeah. that was a good one. And it's a great book. So you mm -hmm. should read it. Yep. Deep Work, Cal Newport. But for this episode, we're not talking about deep work. We're not talking about how to get all of your work done in the day, but we are talking about how to come to church. So we just wrapped up a six-part series on the elements of our Sunday gatherings, and we talked about why it's important to consistently attend a church gathering and the reason behind what we do in those gatherings. Which is why. Why is it important to come to a Sunday gathering? Of course you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> or just in general, what's important about the Sunday uh, gatherings as a whole? I think I really just realized how much we do see it in scripture, that it's kind of just assumed that we're sitting under the teaching of God's word. And it's also healthier for us as Christians. Yeah. Whereas 
for sitting at home, we don't get the benefit of actually interacting with people and living as a family of God. Yeah, this even is fairly timely. I think it was, was it last fall or the spring that a study came out that was talking about 2020 and the COVID season and the emotional and mental health of people that were mm. attending church regularly was leaps and bounds above, wow. uh, you know, where people were when they weren't attending church. So even mm. in this small little microcosm of just the last year, we got to see some real evidence of like actually attending a church gathering consistently does something for your emotional and mental state. And we obviously would say, too, it, it drives our spiritual well-being. Mm. And so... Yeah, I think that it matters a lot, which is why we did, you know, six weeks on it. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those. So for this episode, we want to talk about what happens before those elements. So before you even leave the house. Yeah, we're trying to focus a little bit more on you, like the individual that's just coming to a Sunday gathering. So the the series was more kind of how we're thinking through gatherings and what that looks like for people as they come. This one's a little bit unique because it's more of, okay, just as a Christian, what do we do to prepare to come to a Sunday gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think we just have a list of a bunch of them. We'll just run through. Yeah. One of the things that's helpful for me, especially before a Sunday morning, is even though I'm going to hear the word of God, I still spend time praying or even reading God's word before I leave for the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been helpful because it puts my mind in the right frame of mind before I actually go to a gathering. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. So I actually, yeah, we'll do the same thing either on the way there or even sometimes like the Saturday before as I'm thinking about the mm-hmm. gathering. And obviously I know I'm a pastor, this is like a work day, like this is a big thing. But I think for any Christian, it's important to just take a moment to pray. We think that these gatherings, as we just talked about for weeks, are really, really important and formational. And so the main formational thing in that is what the Spirit actually does through mm-hmm. us in those times. So just pray. Pray that our hearts would be ready to hear it. Pray that um, we could be, you know, just, that we could be an encouragement to people, that we could actually receive encouragement, that the Lord would speak to us, all that kind of stuff. Just pray for the gatherings. Pray for your pastor who's preaching. Mm-hmm. Pray for the people who are serving and stuff. I mean, yeah. just pray for the the Sunday morning before, I think is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was thinking of it more as just, oh, individual time with God, but you're saying right. actually pray for what well, we're I think kind of doing. both. Yeah. So I think, yeah, one, just to get your heart there. So just spend a little bit of time with the Lord to kind of prepare your own heart. Mm-hmm. But I think within that, as you're praying, yeah, just pray for what is about to happen, which is the people of God from a bunch of different places are coming together to encourage each other, love each other, serve each other, worship the Lord. So as you're doing that, and I think that kind of gets you in the right frame of mind, because we talked about Sundays are about worship of the Lord, but also this communal event. Yeah. So as you're praying, pray that your heart would be good with the Lord and pray for the community as we're about to enter mm-hmm. in. But I think that's really good to actually you know, pray. And I think that's helpful too, just because most of us think of church as something you just kind of, it's this event that I'm going to go to and we can either check it off or you just kind of get there and go through it. Yeah. But this is actually saying like, get your heart ready to Mm. be in that space, which actually takes a little bit of intentionality and time. Yeah, that's good. What's another one that you had, Andrew, that you were thinking about? So one that I would highlight is the idea of coming regularly. So here's what I mean by that. You know, there's statistics that say most Christians are in the average church attendances twice a month for each Mm. person, uh, which means, you know, half the time in the year you're going to a church gathering and half the time you're not. And I just think not only is that 
I would say hard on your own faith. I think that these Sundays are really important for your own faith. But also, if we think about these as a family and a community, um, if you're only around half the time, mm-hmm. you're only as half invested in other people's lives, and they're only as half invested in yours. So, so if we have this pattern in our life of kind of being half in and half out of the church, which this isn't the only way you're involved in a church, but it's a big way and it's a picture of this, then I think that's just hard on your communal life and then on your own spiritual life. Mm. So one of the things I would say is how to come to church will come regularly and often. Um, One verse that says this is in Hebrews 10. uh, This is verses 24 and 25. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but mm. encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So he's basically telling this church, the author, to stir one another up into good works and in love, uh, and don't neglect mm. meeting together. And he said already in this early church, that's already the habit of some. So this idea that, well, now Christians are becoming you know, more lazy or more nominal or whatever. Well, in Hebrews, the problem looks like it's the same. He's saying yeah. some people are already neglecting gathering together. And he's saying, don't do that. You you need each other. And so one of the best ways to do this is actually just prioritize mm-hmm. Sunday after Sunday, coming and worshiping with your church. Yeah, that's good. And I love how you reference scripture and showing that this has happened for years. Like yeah. Not everyone's been 100% committed from the beginning. Yeah. There's just a lot of like formational things that happen on a Sunday that it's just good for our own, not only our own spiritual well-being to be there on each Sunday, but it's also formational for you to say there are some non-negotiable elements mm-hmm. of my week that are devoted to God and God's people that just are going to take precedence. And so yeah. it's kind of like, in some ways, you know, when we talk about tithing and giving, you know, it's it's not like that God needs our 10% or whatever, and he should have all of our money. But by giving him that, we're saying there's just some non-negotiables. Like I'm for sure going to give at least this much. When you just say, hey, Sundays are a non-negotiable, like mm-hmm. I will build my schedule around that. You are in some ways preaching to your own heart, saying this is that important. Uh, And again, I just think as we think of Sundays as a communal worship event, you've got to be present to actually be a part of that community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Okay, so let's boil it down to the day of. How would you structure that day when coming to church? What are some other things that you would have people remember? Well, another big one I would say is to come early. (laughs) All right. So I actually, when we were writing some notes on this, I first put come on time and then Mm. I deleted it and I said, no, actually come early. Now here's why. And I'll say a little bit and then Raven, you can go off on this too. The, the, (laughs) I don't say come early just because we don't want people walking in late or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We want people to come early because part of Sundays is a communal event. And so Mm -hmm. it's you coming early actually allows you space to talk to somebody, to greet somebody. There's a reason why we do coffee and donuts every week. And it's not just for the kids in our church to get a donut. And it's not just to have something. It's literally so that we can kind of mimic and create this hospitality feel Mm -hmm. where when families come together, what do you often do? You share a meal together. You sit and you talk and you engage with each other. And I think honestly, at least at Providence, our church does this pretty well. Yeah. Now, I think we do it better after the services. People yes. will stay. People don't really come early for it, <laughs> right. which I get. But I think, I think it's important. Come early, grab something, you know, grab a donut or grab a coffee and just meet somebody, talk to somebody. We want this to feel like a, a family 
thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's interesting because I would say our church does a great job standing around talking to people, but it normally does happen after. And I know that mornings seem early and it feels like, oh, but do I really have to get up? But it is true. I mean, having food there, having time there for people to meet and talk. And the reality is a lot of people that are coming to our church for the first time come early. And so there have been a lot of times where people are just kind of sitting there waiting around trying to meet people, but there really aren't a ton of people there yet. And so even to change that culture and say, hey, we're going to take responsibility and ownership and be excited about coming. I think that's shown with coming early and also coming on time for people that are super, super late. But truly, I feel like it's, yeah, coming early. And I think that's a culture thing that needs to be shifted over time too. And I think too, the other thing is if you're getting there right on time or maybe a few minutes late, Mm -hmm. um, not only are you missing the communal aspect ahead, but you're also now your brain, I mean, you are like rushing to get in. You're trying to make sure you've got, if you've got little kids, you're trying to get them checked in. You're trying to get a coffee, you're trying to find a seat. Now it's packed. So you're wondering where you sit and then you do see somebody and you're trying to say hi, but it's just chaotic and you're not actually in a space then when you come to actually engage with the Lord and worship. And so that like fast paced, I'm late, I'm all that. It it just is damaging, I think, even for you. And it takes you an extra 15 minutes to kind of slow down. So if you were to just come, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the gathering, talk to somebody, you know, do all of that stuff. You can actually engage well. And mm-hmm. the, the one other thing I would say on this too is, so we just did this whole series. Everything we do is actually very planned out for the whole service. So if the thought is, well, I can miss the first song and, you know, the call mm-hmm. to worship and I'll come in a few, you know, 10 minutes late and at least I'm catching the sermon, the whole gathering is, is really intentional to be formational. And so we actually believe from like the time it starts, that's all formation and all helpful. Mm. And so if you're walking in 15 minutes late, you're actually missing part of what that morning is actually trying to do. So come early. All right. What's another one, Raven? Okay. So another one would be come ready to serve. Again, I'm also the serving teams coordinator. So I am a little bit passionate about this, but we see in first Corinthians 12 that the body of Christ is made up of many parts and the body cannot function alone. So we're gathered together as a family on Sundays. And when families gather, they pitch in, they help, they are involved. That just creates a worshipful heart as well. And so if you're coming on a Sunday, I want to encourage you to get involved if you call this your family and your home. It kills a little bit of the Sunday is just an event that I go to because I'm a Christian or Sundays make me a Christian yeah. because I'm sitting in a, to listen to a sermon. But it really does say this is a family thing. And so if we come, we come to serve and we come for obviously to worship the Lord, but we also come for others good. Mm-hmm. So I love that. What is like a practical way for somebody to serve or if that's like new to them? So if somebody's listening yeah. to this and they're like, I've never thought about going on a Sunday to actually serve. What's some ways that somebody could actually start serving? So there's obviously serving teams, but even just kind of practically like this Sunday after somebody listens to this, if they come, how could they be ready to serve somebody? Yeah. So if you're not connected in a serving team, you can definitely head to our church's welcome table or any church's welcome table and get involved in a team. But also you can serve people by just having a conversation with them. Mm. There are people that will come to church and you can tell that something's off or kind of just not great in his or her life. And if you just sit and talk to someone, that's serving another person. Or if you walk in and you see some kiddos running around and a parent looks kind of frazzled and you just offer to hold the parent's coffee while she or he's like trying to wrangle their children. Like even 
even that serving. It's just looking for ways to actually be able to be a family member and live as the body of Christ, I would say. Yeah, that's great. So that actually goes really well with another one um, that we have on a list, which is uh, to come with an expectation Mm. to meet someone new or to encourage those you talk to. So again, this is, it's in a similar way of what you just said, but I don't know how many of us actually come to the gathering with an expectation. I actually want to, or I'm expecting to meet somebody new, Mm. or if I bump into somebody I know, which you should, if you're a regular attender of this church, that part of what I want to do is encourage them today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just think about, you know, we have, you know, a few hundred people in our church. If everybody came to the church gathering thinking, man, I'm hoping to meet somebody that either I've never met before or I don't really know. And I want to look to encourage somebody today. Not only will that be a service to the rest of the church, but that also means that you as an individual are probably going to get encouraged. Or if you're, if you walk into a church that's new, if everyone just had that mindset, again, it just helps that family feel of, you know, if you're with your family, a healthy family structure, they are communicating with each other. They're encouraging each other, which doesn't always mean that they, you know, say that that person's great, but they're like actually speaking into their life. They're exhorting them to things. They're calling out things maybe that need to be, but they're actually like really talking. And so I think it'd be great if we came, if you walked into like right now for us at Providence, if you walk into the alumni center every Sunday and you are expecting, I'm going to meet somebody new and I'm going to try to encourage somebody today. Yeah. I think that would be so good. People that are serving in the church or people on staff, I feel like for all of us, it's easy to just run around and go, okay, how do we make Sunday go smoothly so that everyone enjoys it and we move on? But those times that you really can have a conversation and encourage people are so uplifting and they do unite you with so many other people in the church. But I think you have to have the mindset beforehand because if you don't, yes. you'll miss it or you'll just hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be fun for you or the other person. Yeah. And again, this this also goes back to some of the other points we've said where one, if your heart isn't in the right spot, if you're not on time, if you don't usually come, you're not going to have that kind of expectation or not have the spaces or the mental capacity to actually go into the building or wherever and try to meet somebody or mm-hmm. try to encourage somebody. Cause you're going to be kind of running around like crazy or your mind's going to be distracted on other things. So these all are kind of connected that you got to come regularly to actually consistently encourage people. You got to yeah. come on time or early so that you have the space to do that. You have to have your heart in the right spot so that you can come to serve and encourage people. So mm-hmm. yeah, but with this one, I just think if, yeah, if we just had that mindset, because I think most people, most people have gone to church for the first time. If you can remember back or if you visited a church and you kind of remember what it's like to be a new person, mm-hmm. it's pretty intimidating, yeah. especially at a smaller church um, because it can feel like everyone knows each other. Even if that's not true, it can right. feel that way. Yeah. And so just have that mindset of if you have like friends and stuff at your church and it's pretty easy for you to come and like hang out with them, just think about what it might feel like for somebody walking in for the first mm-hmm. time. And I think that can help remind you like, just even saying hi, or if you see somebody by themselves saying, I'm going to go out of my way just to encourage them, to say hi to them, ask them about their story. That goes a long Mm -hmm. way for that person. And it helps create a culture where we actually do genuinely love people and want people to be involved and part of our family. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it shapes your heart in the process as well. The last one that goes along with that is come authentically. And what that Mm -hmm. means is if you are having a rough week, 
when you come, still come expectant that you are going to hear from God and be prepared to worship, but actually be prepared to be authentic in your worship. So genuinely show your emotion when you're talking to people that you're close to. Don't be afraid to say, yeah, it's been a tough week and give them the opportunity to actually speak in and pray for you or minister to you because this is a family Sunday. And I think that is so important. And if you're feeling joyful, that's awesome. Share that with people around you instead of just saying, wow, this is really great. This fed me. I'm going to leave. Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I really got this out of the sermon. I was so encouraged or during worship, I felt like God was saying this because I think that just, again, continues the culture of being a family together. I think that's really good. And I think that it's helpful to know that we have a bunch of people coming to one spot and they're all going to be coming from different places. And Mm -hmm. so we don't want to be a place where, yeah, you have to kind of hide. Like you either have to always seem upset or always seem happy or always seem anything. Like people really should just come as they are mm-hmm. and as you know their week their week was what it was and you walk in with your story of what's just happened to you what the last right. week or maybe what the last year has been like and whether it's been really great and you come joyfully or it's been really hard and you come really broken the lord wants to meet you in those spaces and the church is yeah one of those unique spaces where every single sunday we have a bunch of people with a bunch of different like baggage things that they're Mm -hmm. walking in with. And so you're definitely not alone in that. If you feel like, well, I'm the only one that's broken, who's walking into this church, or I'm the only one who screwed up massively last Mm -hmm. week, or I'm the only one who's doubting or anything like that. That's just not true. And so I love that, that like to come to this church gathering is actually to come where you are. If you're doing great, you're in the perfect spot to encourage somebody because I guarantee somebody in your row that you're sitting in is not doing as Mm -hmm. great. So encourage them. And if you're coming broken, come and actually say that because that's where the Lord can meet you. Yeah. I just love that. So Andrew, as a final question, what's the vision behind this? What would our church look like if everyone truly did come regularly, come on time, be prepared to worship, ready to serve and just lived out the things that we just talked about? I think it would do a lot for people individually, spiritually. I think there's just a lot that happens in your own soul when you routinely and regularly not only come to the gathering, but come in this manner with your heart ready, anticipating, talking to people, serving people, getting encouraged by people, meeting the Lord. I think that just does numbers for you, at just your own spiritual health. If you would commit to this like posture in mm-hmm. coming to church, I think it would it would go a long way for you spiritually. But I think it also creates a beautiful community of people who Mm -hmm. really are there for the Lord and for the good of others. And in that, actually, it creates the most joy for you. So like I just said, if you do that, when you focus on the Lord and others, it actually will, you know, this is very John Piper-esque, but if you do that, it actually will give you the most joy. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think it just creates this beautiful community of people that are warm, that are genuinely loving, wanting to hear what's going on in people. People's lives genuinely there to serve and care for others and are there to actually help other people engage with the Lord as well. And so not only does that create individual spiritual health, but I think it creates this like vibrant community of people who are centered around the Lord and centered around loving each other. And in that they actually grow close to Christ because that's what mm-hmm. Christ did, right? He came to honor the father and to love his people. And he exemplified that. And so when we do those two things, we actually are living into what it means 
like looks like to be like Christ in yeah. the greatest way, which gives us the most joy. So yeah, I just think it creates a good spiritual health in individuals in the church. So then what's one final exhortation for people that are sitting at home that have just listened to this? What would you say to them? So we listed off a bunch of things for you listening to this, maybe have one or two of those that you would say, I'm really going to hone in on this. As we talked through these things, it's impossible to add a ton of new things all at once. But even if it's just, okay, before every Sunday, I'm going to pray to get my heart in the right spot and I'm going to pray for the gathering. That's a great place to start. Or if it's, you know what, honestly, I go to church maybe once a month. I'm going to make it a commitment to three or four times a month. I'm going to be at the gathering. You know, maybe pick one of these things and say, I'm going to really hone in on that. And then, you know, as you start building that habit, maybe come back and listen to this again Mm -hmm. and pick one or two more and say, okay, now I'm going to add this in. So don't try to bite off all of this. This is the ideal vision, but take whatever step you need to. So if the Lord's kind of putting anything on your heart, I would say, Pick one of those or two of those and say, I'm going to commit to this and start walking in that. Thank you for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation Podcast is to form disciples that live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. If you want to find out more about us, check us out at ProvidenceOmaha.org. If you have podcast topics, comments, or questions, please email us at formation at ProvidenceOmaha.org. We'll see you next week.